was saying to open the show, I think Mike Tom is the coach of the year in the National Football League. He's had to deal with a lot of junk. A lot, a lot, a lot of junk. I can go over the list for you. It's a pretty big list. Pretty good list. Not all of it funny, obviously. Dan Rooney passed away this offseason. That makes things different. Changes things. That word was supposed to be different. It is the year of excellence. 2.0. So I should probably pronounce words right. Dan Rooney passed away this offseason. Le'Veon Bell didn't show up for training camp. Martavis Bryant was suspended for a large chunk of camp. There was the anthem controversy where Alejandro Villanueva apologized but didn't have to apologize, and then Ben apologized for Villanueva having to apologize. The national media was swarming. Tomlin was only asked questions about the controversy during the press conference. Antonio Brown threw a temper tantrum and chucked a Gatorade cooler. Then Ben, on his radio show, threw Antonio Brown under the bus, created an even bigger distraction, and said he wishes more of his teammates acted like Heath Miller. Ben then threw five interceptions against Jacksonville and said, maybe I don't have it anymore. Then the next week he played well and said, maybe this old cowboy's got a thing left in the uh, you know in the whole cowboy power. Screwed that one up, too. Martavis Bryant wasn't catching the football, so he bitched. He asked for a trade. His girlfriend called out the organization on social media. Martavis Bryant was mum in the locker room, but then he ripped Juju Smith-Schuster on Instagram. Marcus Gilbert was suspended for four games for violating the league's substance abuse policy. Ryan Shazier got lost for the season in one of the most horrific football injuries that I've ever seen. And Mike Tomlin helped keep the team settled down when that happened. Now, according to reports, this one from WPXI, Steelers offensive coordinator Todd Haley was injured Sunday in the North Shore. Ian Rappaport tweets that Haley was shoved to the ground outside a bar near Heinz Field where he injured his hip. All this is going on. All that. That's a lot. That's a lot of goings on right there. That's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. And Mike Tomlin's like, we're going 13 and 3. Keep that ship straight and narrow. Tomlin's got this team, and he's got the bearings set. For a Super Bowl championship, and whatever happens, iceberg, Titanic, whatever, that ship's going to keep going. You know what I didn't mention? The fact that they cut James Harrison. And the Patriots picked him up. This team is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I need to hear what happened with Todd Haley. And I don't want to speculate, so I'll save any questions for a later time. Like if we hear that Todd Haley... Allegedly broke a beer bottle and shivved someone. That's going to make me think a little differently of him. But I'm not getting rid of Todd Haley if all that happened was a run-of-the-mill bar fight. Doesn't mean Todd started anything. Probably got punched in the face by some drunk, angry Yinzer. In fact, we need to workshop this right now. Let's workshop this right now. Who do you want to be? You want to be the Yinzer or you want to be Todd? I'll be Todd. You'll be Todd? Yeah. You want me to be the Yinzer? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just sitting here at the bar. You're just sitting there drinking. Just hanging out. You know, he's old enough. He can have a beverage. There's nothing wrong with Todd Haley having a beverage. I'll have a legal beer, please, sir. Yes, yes. Draft. Yeah, I ain't paying for that beer for you. Oh, hey, how you doing? No, I don't. Are you Todd Haley? Yeah, nice. You're Todd. You're Todd Haley, offensive coordinator. 
Yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. Why don't you run the ball when you should throw it, and why you throw the ball when you should run it? Uh, thanks for the beer. Oh, sir, you know, it's it's a week weekend. You right going to finish your beer? I bet you not, because you can't even finish drives. Well, That's just, why I your just, teams are so bad in the red zone. I just got my beer, sir, and uh, sir, I'd appreciate it. I'm just That's not that. even an Iron City. You're not even a real Pittsburgh. I, I'm just trying to have a nice night out in Pittsburgh here, you know, have a beer and enjoy. You know, I, I appreciate you following the team. but Why uh, didn't Landry Jones beat the Browns by more? You know they're 0-16. You know that. So at this point, I'm doing a Todd Haley turning his shoulder kind of to the guy. Like, nothing I've said so far has worked, so I'm just going to kind of put a shoulder towards him and turn my beer the other way. You know what I just heard, Todd? I heard Bruce Arians is uh, retiring. He ain't going to be a coach anymore of them Arizona Cardinals. Bartender just rolled his eyes, too. I made eye contact with him. Todd, I know you ain't been around for a long time, but the reason you got your job is because Haley's gone. They said he retired. Sir, look, it's my day off. I'm just trying to have a beer here. Well, I'll give you a beer. Yeah, no, sir, sir, please stop. Sir, ow, 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 oh my, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> yeah, how you like that? Yeah, how about that? Uh, sorry, officer. He attacked me. That's exactly how that went down. Verbatim. Heard, heard it here first. He got attacked. He got totally attacked by Inzer. If that's the way it went down, how do you feel about Todd Haley? 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Jim tweets, as the Steelers turn. I believe it all started on draft day when the Steelers drafted Juju and Martavis Bryant took shots at Coates on Twitter. I believe that's where this year's soap opera started. You know what? I forgot about that one. That one's good because Juju gets drafted and Martavis is like, yo, man, that guy, I just want to keep doing my Yinder accent. That guy, he's not replacing me. He's replacing Coates. And then that actually wound up being true, but... It was emblematic of the larger problem, which is, this is weird, emblematic tweets at underscore Adam Crowley, best record, Martavis Bryant, Ryan Shazier, still intact. They dealt with a lot of garbage, a lot of garbage all year long, and yet they're 13-3. I think he deserves to be the coach of the year. He's not, but I think he deserves it. K tweets, all the BS this team's gone through, including but not limited to suspensions, holdouts, anthem, injuries, one bad rule from the number one seed, trade rumors and cuts. Did I miss anything? They're a 13-win team in the second seed. Great job, if you ask me. Hashtag three in a row to go. Hashtag here we go. Just for good measure. Nathan does not agree. He says the Steelers haven't had answer for big plays. Safety play, cough, cough. Mike Mitchell is a huge liability. What's been accomplished has been good, but with the talent on offense and the picks free agents on D, frankly, it's expected. If he wins the Super Bowl, then it's his best job. Until then, can't say it is. I already gave the caveat. For a regular season. This is the best he's done for a regular season. Now, a couple of years ago, I thought he did a very good job when the Steelers had a plethora of injuries, including Le'Veon Bell being out for an extended period of time. But this year's been better because they're 13-3. And 
Let's face it. They've never, ever, 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 ever dealt with this much stuff. Except when Fats was shooting a gun at a police helicopter. And when Chuck Noll was being sued by his own player. Other than that, though. Other than that. 412-922-2874. That's 412-922-2874. I tweeted this. I asked what do you think has been Mike Tomlin's best season. And do you think that this one is it? That's not exactly how I put it. I'm searching for the tweet, of course. And most of you agree that this year has been the best year. 82% to 18%. Moving on momentarily. From... I don't even know what to call it. From that, from Todd Haley, and going the sexy route of backup quarterback. I bet you more people get fired up and call about the backup quarterback than would about Todd Haley. Getting punched in the face. Fred tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Gotta admit, that Haley skit was pretty freaking funny. Gotta do whatever it takes to keep Haley in this offense is too good. And does Bed want to learn a whole new office at this stage of the game? Fred, 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 Fred. Can I call you Fred? Fred. Pit guy one two two. You don't have to rush to tweet. You don't gotta rush to tweet. Just tweet it. Okay? Spell check. Punctuation. But yeah, we're hilarious. Landry. Okay, back to Landry, because we want to talk about the backup quarterback. Got to talk about the sexy backup quarterback. Y'all love Charlie Batch, right? People love that skit, by the way. I can't even get to Landry. Uh, It's such a huge story I want to get to here. Can't even do it. Can't even talk about the damn backup quarterback without having to hear about how good our skit was about the offensive coordinator getting his ass kicked. In fact... Here's what it would have sounded like if Todd Haley was talking to the Inzer about Ben Roethlisberger and he would have got accosted. You know, he's one of the most accurate throwers, I think, in the league. You know, hey. when you watch him on a daily hey, basis, Todd. he's working with some different hey, guys. You know, there's been uh, hey, Todd. a little Hey, Todd, Todd, would you listen the, uh, to me, Todd? Group, the tight end group. Todd! Even, uh, you know, not so much at the running back group, but, uh, you know, in some of those guys that he doesn't have a, a long history. We got some breaking news here on the Crowley Show. As if today couldn't get any better. The Steelers always keeping themselves front and center in the news cycle. But the Bengals trying to do a pretty good job of that themselves. Get this. Marvin Lewis has signed a two-year contract extension. That's about right. Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette joins me here on the show. What do you make of that news, Ray? Uh, a little bit surprising, Adam, but I guess the gang's all going to stay together. They got uh, King Tez there. They got Pac-Man. So what would it be without Marvin, I guess, huh? Right. They might actually win something for a change. They don't want to do that. You don't want to flirt with <laughs> a playoff win. I wonder if things would have changed had they lost that game, the final game under Marvin Lewis's tenure. Well, at least what we thought was the final game under Marvin Lewis's tenure. Uh, I wouldn't expect you to know that answer, but maybe things would have changed. I mean, I, I would hope Mike Brown would have more sense than to base uh, his decision on, you know, one week, uh, you know, really a meaningless game for, for the Bengals, not for the Ravens. So um, I would think most ownership would 
would have a better plan than that, but, uh, you know, we are talking about the Bengals, aren't we? <laughs> exactly. Ray Fittipaldo of the Post-Gazette joining me here on the Crowley Show. Now let's talk about those Steelers. Have you heard what is being reported by a number of sources about Haley having been injured in some sort of bar altercation? Yeah, you know, we have our police reporters looking into that, Adam. I don't have any additional information other than what's, what's already out there. Um, so if it turns out to be true, obviously not a good look to be out in a public place like that. I, I don't know that uh, NFL assistant coaches, um, you know, being that close to a stadium um, should partake in that. But then there's also the other side of that, too, where these guys are just like everyone else. And, uh, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, it's nothing against the law by him being there. Just maybe uh, if it turns out to be true, just a bad decision on his part. I feel like if I were Todd, I wouldn't know what to do because I'd want to go out and do things like a normal human being. But at the same time, does anybody, in your opinion, draw more ire in this town uh, from a Steelers standpoint than Todd Haley? Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, this this happened last year after the uh, the wild card win. I know it's a it's a different situation, but you know, you got a bunch of Steelers and assistant coaches, uh, Joey Porter among them, who. You know, went out to a bar to, to celebrate a victory. So, um, you know, I get it. You know, they're, they're, they're part of the normal population out there. They can do whatever they wish. I just feel like, um, just from my perspective, that, you know, maybe if you want to partake in that stuff, maybe you, you know, do it uh, at your own residence or, you know, somewhere else where it's not out um, for everyone to see. So that, that's just my opinion. But I totally get, you know, the, the perspective that others have that, you know, these guys are, are free to do what they wish. Ray Fittipaldo joining me here on the show. Ray, one of the things I've been talking about today is that I think that this is, at least through the regular season, if we're only looking at regular season, I think this is Mike Tomlin's best ever coaching job. It's the most games that he's ever won in a regular season, and he's had to put up with a lot of stuff like this all season long. Do you think he deserves some consideration for Coach of the Year? Do you feel like this has been one of his better jobs? I do, but I don't expect him to be named Coach of the no. Year, Adam. I think, you know, a guy like Sean McVay, 31 years old, you know, new kid on the block, um, has a big turnaround with that team. They're going to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. I would suspect someone like him, would get that, but that doesn't detract from what Mike Tomlin did this year. I, I think you're right. Um, all the distractions he had to put up with, um, you know, the, his best record yet as a, as a Steelers head coach. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff this year. I mean, I, I guess if you want to play devil's advocate, you know, you could point to the Bears game and, you know, you know they'd probably have home field advantage here if, uh, if they didn't find a way to blow that game, but I mean, other than that, and you know, a few of these other things, maybe some criticism for this, uh, the way this James Harrison situation went down. But other than that, just very, very little to complain about. I, th I think he's done a great job this year. How do you think the Steelers handled the James situation, and do you think they should have handled it differently? Well, you know, Adam, I, I still feel, I, I still feel like there's maybe something that's unsaid or hasn't been reported yet because if all this stuff was going on throughout the year what necessitate why did it have to happen two weeks before the the season ended in, in other words if he was falling asleep in meetings if he was being disruptive 
if he was being a good te- wasn't being a good teammate in September or October or November, why did this have to happen two days before Christmas? Right. So I just I, I I still feel like we don't know the entire story. What we know doesn't shed a good light on James Harrison or Mike Tomlin and, and the Steelers, quite frankly, because it it seems like it kind of got out of control and out of hand. And um, you know, James Harrison came out and said he. He let his frustrations get the better of him, and you know he probably shouldn't have acted in the manner that he acted. But I certainly feel like there's probably a little bit of room for criticism on the part of the Steelers to for them letting it get to that point where he was such a big disruption that they felt like they finally had to pull the trigger on it. Ray Fittipaldo of the Post Gazette joining me here on the Crowley Show. Ray, this is not the sexy topic of the day, but I want to talk about it anyhow, so I'm going to. Landry Jones is a good backup quarterback, yes? Yeah, absolutely, especially when he's playing the Cleveland Browns, Adam. Um, you know, I think, what is he now, 3-0 and against the Browns? I think his other two losses are, have come against other teams, but we've seen really good improvement from him since, since he got here. Um, if you go back to his first NFL start, middle of the 2015 season against the Chiefs, he wasn't really good in that game, and it showed. They, they lost that game. But if you look at what he's done when they've asked him to come in since then, he's been pretty darn good, and I think what he put out there Sunday was his best yet. I mean, I, I, I was watching that game with interest, obviously not with you know the, the interest that, that I would a normal game, but I was really surprised when I look at the stat sheet at the end of the game, 23 for 27, you know, I think we all sort of, Saw the, the the pick early and the, the lost fumble and you know the fumbled snatch there, but I I just didn't realize that he had that good of an effort until really the game ended. And you know, looking back on it, I you know I, I thought it was a really really good performance by him. And I think you're right. I think he'll be a good backup in this league for a long long time. What do you think's funnier, the Bengals? Signing Marvin Lewis to a two-year contract extension, or what might have happened to Todd Haley? <laughs> how, about, how about both? I, mean, I think they're equally <laughs> oh, funny. Man. Um, you know, obviously we don't have all the details yet for for that situation. No, I've been thought, throwing allegedly's around all over the place. I I know, I know. So uh, yeah, let's go with the Marvin thing because we got <laughs> at least two more years of their uh, of their silliness over there in Cincinnati. I think it's unbelievable. Uh, Ray Fittipaldo here with me on the Crowley Show. Juju Smith-Schuster has emerged this year, and he's done more than any of us could have imagined in our wildest Steelers fantasies. Uh, What's this guy's ceiling to you? How good can he be, and how do you defend the Steelers uh, with Ben playing well when they have all their weapons going into the playoffs? I know, Adam. Did you see him run away from those defenders on oh. that kickoff return? They didn't want a part I mean, of him. He's he's so tough, too. Yeah, I mean, the knock on him, it wasn't a knock, but the reason he fell to the end of the second round was he was sort of labeled as a possession receiver and didn't have that top-end speed. But, you know, I mean, there's just some guys who have a knack for football and, you know, they're faster in pass, and he certainly seems to be that. So, um he, he everything for the you know what they thought they they were going to get. Um, you know, I was looking today that first matchup against the Jaguars. I mean, probably going to face the Jaguars. I don't see how the Bills are going to get without JD McCoy. 
Juju was pretty quiet in that first matchup. Mm-hmm. I think he had four catches for 48 yards. All the targets um, and the catches went to A.B. in that game. So, you know, it's it's going to be a different game this time with the Jaguars, and um, they're not going to uh, uh, they're not going to overlook Le'Veon Bell this time. He'll be a, a much bigger part of that game plan. But you know, you can't look past what Juju Smith-Schuster became in the second half of the season, and you can't help but think that the Steelers will be certainly a different offense if that uh, rematch rematch does come to pass here uh, next Sunday. How do you write? How do you rate, pardon me, Mike Mitchell's play uh, over the last handful of games or so? Because the Steelers are giving up a lot of big plays, and I know on Sunday, certainly, I was not a fan of what Mike Mitchell brought to the table. Yeah, Adam, uh, me neither. And I, you know, whenever I'm asked about, um, you know, guys specifically on defense, I always caution it by saying, I don't know what their assignments are exactly on every single play, but it just seems to me that Mike has been a step slow, a step late getting over to the double teams. Um, you know, it happened with uh, Rob Gronkowski and the Patriots. Um, it happened again on that big play to Josh Gordon against the Browns. Um, for whatever reason, they're not getting those, those double teams um, pulled off in time for those passes to be either intercepted or broken up. So um, I tend to agree with you. I think what your eyes are telling you are correct. But as I, you know, as I stated, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm always hesitant to criticize those guys because I don't know what their exact assignment is on every single play. Ray Fittipaldo joining me on the Crowley Show. I think that the Steelers' defense is pretty much what it is at this point. I know you wrote an article early in the season examining the Steelers' defense and whether or not they were Super Bowl caliber, and you and I had talked about it at the time. I was in 100% agreement with you. It changes, obviously, without Ryan Shazier, and really they've given up a bunch of big plays since that game against the Lions. Any reason to think that that changes? Well, I mean, obviously, Shazier's absence weakens them tremendously. Uh, not only was he really good in the run game, uh, was able to make lots of tackles behind the line of scrimmage, but he was also really good as a pass defender, as evidenced by his three interceptions be- before he was injured. So, um, you know, they've been trying to make up for the in the base defense, and, you know, there's no situations. They've even had seven defensive backs in there um, in some passing situations, um, including against the Browns. So I still think they're tinkering with it. Um, I certainly don't think they were the defense they were in the first half of the season or even what they were before Ryan Chazier's injury when they they were giving up some big plays and, you know, in those games against the Colts and and the Titans and so forth. So um, I don't know what's broken down there. Um, but there's, uh, to give up the number of big plays that they've given up, it's not just one player. Uh, it seems to be a team thing. I think there are communication issues. and mm-hmm. um, Getting Joe, Joe Hayden back healthy is going to help, but they've got to get more straightened out here before the playoffs start because it, if you start giving up uh, big chunk plays in playoff games and your offense is having a must today, that's a recipe for an early exit. Who should the Steelers most want to play, and who should they least want to play? Uh, in, this, me, in this first round, I should clarify. Yeah, I mean, I think the Tennessee Titans, I think, uh, you know, they would do a good job against Marcus Mariota again. I think they would do a better job of, um, 
and when he's scrambling. Um, to me, the toughest matchup for the Steelers is probably the one that's going to happen. I think the Jaguars match up really well um, with their defensive backs on the Steelers' receivers. Um, you look at that offense, Blake Bortles, um, if he hands the ball off to Leonard Fournette and Chris Ivory, and he controls the game that way, and he's in 30 manageable situations, I could see him having another okay game against the Steelers. Um, the Jaguars aren't going to beat anyone with Blake Bortles. They're going to beat, beat you with their defense, and their defense is good enough to where they can come in here and, and shock the Steelers. So I, I think ideally for the Steelers, it's the Titans or the Chiefs, and they have their number. But I, I, I think the toughest matchup definitely is, is Jacksonville. Ray, really appreciate the time, man. Thanks a lot. And you think hard and long about that question I asked you before. What's funnier, <laughs> Marvin Lewis or Todd Haley? Appreciate it, man. Will do. We'll check back with you. All right, Alex. Yes, sir. There he goes, Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I think it's got to be the Todd Haley thing. It's got to be. Consider where the Steelers were Sunday night. During the day, they were at Heinz Field. One o'clock, kickoff, four o'clock, game's over. Maybe sat in the car, listened to my post game and Stan Saverin and Charlie Batch, and then I'm gonna head on over to Tequila Cowboy. Nothing keeping me occupied at this time, and then bam, bam, <laughs> brawling it, allegedly. Although the Lewis thing cracks me up because maybe we shouldn't have been surprised. He got the bills of the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. That was funnier when I read it. Definitely stole that. DJ Gallo tweets, Todd Haley is who Dana Holgerson dreams of becoming one day. That's funny, too. Coming up next, if the Steelers win the Super Bowl, this is a big reason why, and nobody's freaking talking about it. Nobody! It's the Crowley Show. According to Ian Rappaport, Todd Haley hurt his hip in an altercation at Tequila Cowboy. Just another reason why I think Mike Tom deserves to win the Coach of the Year honors in the National Football League. He won't. Let me make that clear because Ray was right. It ain't going to happen, but I think he deserves serious consideration. Richard Wheeling next up in the syndicated Crowley Show. Hello, Richard. Syndicated Adam Crowley Show. Damn right, buddy. What's on your mind? Good deal. You know, I want to talk about the coach here, but I just wonder if I could just say this one other thing that somebody said to me about you at the casino. About I was just, about I was just over there and he says, I heard you call it Adam Crowley, and I don't know why you do because he is nothing more than this. This isn't me saying that because I don't agree with it at all. He just said you're nothing more than an uninformed, immature, 22-5-year-old, Richard, if if you're gonna say something like this about me, don't don't tell me someone else said it, okay? He did say it. And uh, if he's listening If he's listening what? Okay. If he's listening, what? You said if he's listening, then you trailed off. I said if he's listening, because he said he does listen to you. I said, why do you listen to him if that's the way you feel? It isn't me saying that at all. 
he said it to me. I said, I disagree with you. And I said, why don't you call him and tell him, well, if was telling me, why don't you call him and tell yeah, him Yeah, why that. don't you call me, random guy at the casino? Yeah, he was just telling me, and I'm not saying to myself because I don't believe it. He just comes up and tells me that, and I'm saying, uh, why would you say that? Well, I mean, I don't get why he would say that. And I don't care. I think he's wrong. Hey, Richard, but, what was the, what was the list of things again? Well, where are they? The well, I'm informed, immature, 25-year-old. Whoa. See, know, that's just wrong. Whoa, that's just you know, wrong right there. That is, you know what, Richard? That is BS, man. This is a huge issue with me because I am 27 years old. Oh, 27. <laughs> Master Lord. You want to talk about Tomlin? No, I want to talk about the coach of the year. Okay, who do you think should be coach, coach of the year? Who I think should be Pennsylvania as a coach every year? Bill Belichick. Okay, see you later. I don't need that on my show. Uh, they're never going to give it to Belichick. You got to deserve it. He's too good. You got to you got to have been bad for a while and then get good, or never have had an opinion formed on you in the first place. Like you've got to be a new coach or a former bad coach that has become a good coach to get coach of the year. That's why Tomlin's not going to win it because Tomlin's a good coach. They're not going to give it to the guy who's consistently above 500. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. That's why he's not going to get it, but he should get it. Anyhow. My opinion. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. 27 years old. Going into the break, I told you that there was one reason that's not being discussed right now that is a huge reason why the Steelers could wind up winning the Super Bowl. And that's Tom Brady's not playing well. You want to talk about uninformed, Mr. Random Casino Guy? You want to talk about uninformed? You know what? Tom Brady's December completion percentage was? I don't think so. I had to add that shiz up myself. Actually, they do it for you right there on NFL.com. They make it real easy. And that's just Joe telling me, because Joe looked it up through NFL.com. I didn't do any of the work. Brady's completion percentage in December, 61.3. On the season, it's up around 68. Brady's thrown six touchdowns and five interceptions in December. That's a quarterback rating of 81.6. On the season, it's above 100. Now, that's not even including the Jets game because that doesn't fall in December. He had a quarterback rating of 82. So that's pretty much what he's been putting up over December. He did it in the Jets game. He had a completion percentage of 48.6. 48.6 is bad. I went to West Virginia. It took me five years to graduate. I'm terrible at math, and I know 48.6 is bad. He's old. I'm not saying he's washed up, but he's old and he's kind of playing like it. Doesn't that mean something? Am I not allowed to talk about it? Why is no one else talking about it? Nationally, they're not even talking about it. At least anywhere that I've seen. Is it all that surprising that a guy who is 40 can slow down a bit? I don't think so. He's beatable. Doesn't mean the Steelers are going to do it, but they can do it. He's been just a guy over the last month plus. The last five games, he's been just a guy. The last five games, he's thrown five interceptions. Everyone's afraid of them Patriots. And I'm telling you right now, they're beatable. They're not bulletproof. They're not Teflon. 
No, no, no. Oh, contraire, mon frere. This team can be beat. And if you can rattle Brady a little bit and get in his face, then guess what? You can beat these guys. The Steelers can beat these guys. So give you some confidence. 412922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I wouldn't mind being 25. If I still got the same gig, just a couple of years to grow so that I could finally get out of this hellhole. Kidding. I mean, if I could really do it, why not 21? 21 with the same gig. A lot of things I'd probably change about my life, but that's neither here nor there. How funny was it when the Ravens blew that game? Poor Brian. He's from Baltimore. His family living on every last snap of the Ravens. They've been fans since the Colts days. And my God, how do you not show up for the game, first of all? I I think John Harbaugh needs to be, I'm not saying fire him, but I think John Harbaugh needs to be looked at a little bit. How do you not show up? How do you go into halftime almost down 14? Luckily, and one of the reasons it spurred him on was that the Ravens were able to kick that field goal. But you're going in almost down a couple of scores. You you totally don't show up, just like the fans. Then you come all the way back, only to lose to a Bengals team that's not playing for anything. It's 4th and 12. With Andy Dalton, who was getting hit and pounded play after play after play to complete the pass of the season. And then Tyler Boyd, the Pittsburgh kid. I mean, eat, bleep, pit. You know how I feel about them? But the Pittsburgh kid ends the Ravens' season. Poor Brian, he texts me. He's like, Ravens are back. <laughs> and, then, and dude, they had come all the way back. That was, and the, it was, was a tongue and cheek back. Was it? Because <laughs> yeah. when you texted me. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, like more like the Ravens are back, baby. Okay. Like kind of thing. They're back, baby. Yeah, exactly. It was awful. That, yeah, I mean, okay, so full disclosure my entire family, everybody I am related to is a full on Ravens fan. Like, full on. So, me working for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm usually the target of, of well, their salty language, their insults. Um, weird. Classy folk. Yeah, yeah, my family, way classy. Definition of classy. So, last night, like, I'm getting the full range of emotions going back and forth. Like, ah, uh, bleep this team. Uh, I can't believe they quit on getting us. getting rid of my PSLs. Finally, after all these years, I'm selling them. Yeah, well, good luck. Nobody's going to buy them. <laughs> That's a problem in Baltimore right now. But I'm getting, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. So me texting you was kind of like riding their wave. I was actually laughing to myself as I'm doing that. Then all the sadness came again. All the sadness came back. It was so funny. And I'm not on very good speaking terms with my family already. Because I did something over Christmas that, eh, to an extent, made a lot of them mad. Oh, no. One, I couldn't come home because we had, well, a Steeler Steeler game. game. Right. Second, I sent them all Ben Roethlisberger t-shirts. Did you really? Twelve of them. That was their Christmas gift for every one of them. And I've had a few who haven't even responded. Wow. Like, has it have any, ha-ha, thank you. I think the heating bills... Like, going to be a little bit lower. There's some people that are seriously fired up. So any response I gave yesterday during this game, it, it was absolutely hilarious. Like, I'm trolling my family just by responding like, hey, you know, sorry. What does that mean? You know, like everybody's all up in arms. It, it was funny. Well, you and I are cut from the same cloth. Yeah, yeah. That's why I had that picture on my Twitter account of James Harrison and Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. It's 
Yeah, it's just well, funny little Poke a little you fun. Just, you poke. Well, you just poke him a little bit. Why not poke a little bit? A little bit. There's nothing wrong with poking. No. I don't think so. Now, always use protection, though, when you're poking. You got it. You yeah. have to. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. The most Ravens thing about that game, and I've been right about the Ravens all season long, by the way. I just want to take full credit. I always said they were frauds because Joe Flacco's checked down Charlie. It's fourth down. Fourth down. They threw the ball nine yards short of the sticks. It's what I said that he's done all season long. It's why I said he wasn't going to come into Pittsburgh and win a playoff game. Why they weren't going to go into New England and win a playoff game. And all anyone ever said to me was, play a Flacco. Playoff Ravens, because the the logo on the side of the helmet's supposed to mean something. Give me a break. That's not the same Joe Flacco. It used to be Chuck, Chuck and Flag. That used to be the game plan. Chuck and Flag, Chuck and Flag, Chuck and Flag. And you know what? He chucked it four freaking yards. And that would, that's been his season. I, awful. I'm so happy I was right about that. I, I really was. Because, you know, if they'd gotten to the playoffs, they could have proved me wrong. You know, another thing, too, about Kidding. that game, man, is they they are absolutely done as a franchise because that was the last vestige of anything the Ravens could hold on to. You know, they always had the bend-don't-break defense. You want the you want the D on the field in crunch time, always with the <laughs> Ravens. Like now, they, they bent, they kept bending, they kept bending, then they broke really bad. And that was with about what? 10, 15 penalties in between. Oh, there. I know. Just and insane. the Bengals were doing everything they could to bangle it. Oh, they were. It I was mean, like, who was trying to out like, out, out like mediocre each That's exactly what it was. It was an out, out mediocrity contest. Is that the way to say it? Sure. Okay. It's hilarious to me that people said that the Chargers were dangerous and that the Ravens were dangerous. <laughs> and at the end of the year, you look up and. Neither of them in the playoffs. You want to know why? You want to know why? Spoiler alert! They weren't dangerous! <laughs> I mean, people talk about the Steelers at 13-3. and three. Well, they've got this flaw, and they've got that flaw, and they've got this flaw, and they've got that flaw. Nitpicking, and everything's under the microscope, and how can they be taken advantage of? And I just did the same thing with the Patriots, looking at Tom Brady's numbers in December. and We put everything under the microscope, with these teams that are excellent, that are 13-3, and three, that played a titanic game at Heinz Field, these teams are the beacon of what you should want to be in the National Football League. Because everyone's going to have flaws. But then I'm being told that a team with seven losses, and a team with, that wound up with eight losses, I'm being told that they're dangerous? We don't look at their flaws, right? Well, what have they done lately? Well, they won this game, that game, and this game. Well, <laughs> against two. Well, they this bad team, that bad team, this bad team. I'm being told that these teams are good, that these teams are dangerous. When I'm being told that the Steelers, ah, well, they're they're doomed for an early exit. Remember, remember the Jags, by the way, how good they're supposed to be. Oh, the Jags! Don't worry, Blake Bortles has turned it around. They lost the last two games going into the playoffs. They went out to San Francisco, and yeah, I know they got the Garoppolo owners out there. I know they're all excited about Jimmy Garoppolo. They're all fired up, right? But you can't lose to that team by 20. You can't. And then they let the Titans win the game. Why? And Blake Bortles didn't play well. I'm telling you right now, and I've been right all season long on all these teams in the AFC. I'm telling you right now, Blake Bortles and that team ain't coming into Heinz Field and beating the Steelers. I'm telling you right now, not going to happen. No chance. Not happening. 
No chance. Blake Bortles. Sounds like you're saying his name underwater. Well, their chances are about to get flushed. It's like my seventh best joke of the segment, I think. But I thought it, I'm sorry. I thought it deserved the laugh anyhow. Okay? I thought it was good enough for the laugh anyhow. You got to look how funny I am, Pauls. <laughs> for, for me, I was I was expecting one of Joe's lame drops. Joe and I didn't have communication, by the way, the first segment of the show. All kind of issues. Really? Stepping all over my toes okay, with the drops. Kind of like this. See, there's things we've got to work on in 2018. It is the year of excellence 2.0. Yeah. Ah! Fix that stuff. We're going to follow through on our punishments, which brings me to what's coming up next. See, you see what Joe's doing over here? He just, he's like a little kid. Yeah. He's like a little kid in the grocery store. He's touching everything. You mentioned drops, and now they're not going to Oh, stop. I know. He won't stop with the drops. Oh, my God. In the next segment, I'm going to try to get out of getting my belly button pierced. <laughs> and do we have to blame somebody for the Rose Bowl loss? Because it was a great game. Everyone's looking to blame Lincoln Riley. Can we just look at the game and say it was a great game and somebody won, somebody lost? It's the Crowley Show.